0: Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. It is great to be back. Uh, We are actually now basically in the full swing of things. Um, schedules have changed in terms of, um, uh, me and my family to make it easier for me to get multiple episodes in a week. And so, uh, these are going to start coming out daily. Uh, we're doing one tonight, one tomorrow, one Tuesday and Wednesday. So we're going to pump out a bunch of content, a bunch of podcasts over these next, um, over this next uh, week, week and a half until the season starts, I believe we're... Uh, once everyone actually hears this, we'll be 10 days away, I believe. Um, and so, it man, the season is coming soon. So, um, I am uh, really looking forward to uh, tonight's episode. We are going to go over, uh, you know, some of the, I guess, the the main blockbuster news things that have happened over the last, uh, for me, 24 hours. Um... You know, for those of you who are listening, obviously you guys have already heard this, so you're not going to, I mean, at this point you're just trying to get my take of what's going on. Uh, So we will talk about uh, two of the major news stories, actually three major news stories that have happened in the last little bit. Um, And then we will kind of finish off with a, um, with talking about uh, some players that have kind of risen and fallen. Guys that are, I guess, trending in a lot of the uh, fantasy discussion groups that I'm in, um, as to uh, you know who's rising, who's falling, um, who's becoming a good value, who is you know losing their value because people are reaching for them, um, and we're mainly mainly tonight we're going to cover um, running backs and wide receivers. So that's what we've got going on tonight. Um, couple announcements. We are still, um, we still have the draft guide up for sale for those of you guys who want it. Uh, Five dollars uh, for the PDF, ten dollars for the web version that has some extra articles um, in terms of uh, draft strategy, uh, handcuffing, um, and and that sort of thing. So that's what we've got going on there. Um, what else? Oh, we are we've got a couple of couple things going on. We are doing a Listener league again this year um, It will be on the sleeper app and so we are as part of that. We are allowing um, Four new listeners this year. We have um, the returning champion one of the listeners who won the league last year uh, We have three staff and one listener in the playoffs and the the listeners they get the the one who won it uh, Edgar uh, congratulations to him. So he is back in um, This year we are making room for four more um, four more listeners to join the league and so what we would like you to do is i will put this out on social on all of our social channels we would like you to tell us why you should be in the listener league um four best responses will be um will be chosen and you will be notified as to um as to uh, or be give, sent the link to join the league And so it will be a 16-team league. We are going deep this year in our listener league. We're going to really stretch not only ourselves as a staff um, with our knowledge, but also stretch our listeners as well. So we've got that going on. We also have um, have partnered with um, Play Balto. It is a NFL pick'em website. Um, We've partnered with them, and they're going to be hosting a pick'em for us. Um, and we, uh, as far as the um, the pickem goes, we are going to be giving away to the champion um, at the end of the season a signed Marcus Peters jersey. So uh, there will be uh, a winner, uh, uh, something for the winner. There, uh, we're still coming up with a um, a trophy or whatever uh, for the for the listener league. Um, I believe Edgar last year got a, I want to say signed jersey is what we got him last year so um so yeah so we have those things going on we would really love for you guys to join join those interact with us and so forth so that's what we've got going on in terms of announcements um and yeah so why don't we go ahead and hop into the headlines today's headlines all right well as far as the headlines go Obviously, the big one is uh, Andrew luck has decided to retire at age 29. Um, really a bummer to be completely honest this is this is a bummer. Um, I really like Andrew luck. I think that he is a he is a phenomenal talent that was spoiled by Ryan Gregson because he uh, Gregson was an incompetent um, GM who would not put an offensive line around Andrew Luck in order to protect him. Because of that, he has suffered multiple injuries. I want to say torn... What what I saw the list? Uh, torn cartilage in two ribs. Um, lacerated kidneys that cause him to pee blood. Uh, torn labrum in his shoulder. He's had this calf floating injury thing in his ankle or foot or whatever it is. Um... I would be worn out too, and I would want to take care of my body. And the fact that the Colts have done a solid for Andrew Luck and are going to continue to just give him his guaranteed money, I think is is beyond um, reasonable. Um, and so uh, in terms of what this does for the Colts, um, I actually wrote an article on this, this is, you can find it on SkullKingFootball.com, kind of, um, you know, the fantasy impact of Andrew Luck's retirement. And some of the guys I talk about, uh, T.Y. Hilton, obviously this is going to bring down uh, Hilton's um, Hilton's value a little bit. Um, I think I have him moved from wide receiver 12 down to about wide receiver 18 or 20. Um... Just, you know, Jacoby Brissett is not Andrew Luck. So, uh, Marlon Mack was another guy. Um, I think that with with Brissett as the quarterback, because, again, he's not Andrew Luck. He doesn't have the arm, the accuracy. Uh, it's going to play an effect on the running game. And I think that teams are going to stop the run in order to force Brissett to beat them. So, there's that. So, I you know, I dropped Marlon Mack down a little bit in my rankings. Naheem Hines, uh, I think, comes up just a little bit. I think that he could be a solid uh, dump-off option for Brissett and have a little more value. He lost a lot of value last year when uh, when Marlon Mack came back from injury. So um, I think that this is something that could bring him up. Eric Ebron, I, you know, a lot of us already had him set for a a regression in statistics. His his was it reception to touchdown ratio was like twenty percent, um, unsustainable. Um, even with Andrew Luck as your quarterback, uh, be, you know, because there's other options there. So, obviously, he's going to come down. I don't – I'm not one of those guys that believes in statting out because that's – for me, that is a tiresome process that could mean absolutely nothing. It's just – it's it's a lot of guesswork um, because, you know, like uh, in the interview that we did um, a little while back with Chris Harris – of Harris football. He doesn't do any projections. He, you know, picks guys that, you know, based on stats or not on stats, but based on um, whether he thinks they're good or not and what he thinks they can do. So um, in terms of, you know, my quote unquote projections, I look at what Eric Ebron did last year. And I think that those numbers are coming down. So I have moved him down. He is out of the top 10 in terms of, um, in terms of tight end rankings for me. Jack Doyle actually moved up into my top 10 And I switched Eric Ebron And Jack Doyle and the reason for that is is Brissett has a good Rapport I believe with Jack Doyle In the year that uh, in 2017 Two years ago when Brissett had to play the entire Season for Andrew Luck Jack Doyle Finished with 80 catches 690 Yards and four touchdowns um, Now again the touchdowns weren't up but Again that offense was struggling a little bit because Again it was Brissett and not um, And not uh, Andrew Luck and so um again, Doyle's kind of that dump off guy. Now a lot of this depends on if Doyle's healthy. If Doyle can be healthy and in the lineup, I think that he does better this season than Eric Ebron. Again, that's just, you know, my personal thought on it. So and then Jacoby Brissett, uh obviously he becomes a, a fantasy option um in terms of um a guy to use. I think he's more of a streaming option. Um You know, I have him around, you know, quarterback number 27 right now. Uh, A lot of what he can do, I think, would be based on um, the defenses that he plays against. Now, here's the thing. This is just a—for me, the QB 27 is a very temporary thing because this is a different position that this team is in than in 2017. They have a better offensive line. They have a better running game in, in Marlon Mack, and they have more weapons to use um and so i think that helps and they have a better defense to be able to stop other teams so that they're not forced to you know just huck the ball all the time so because of that i think that you know jacoby Brissett could very well move into the top 20 um possibly top 15 Uh, i think that he has that ability and with uh and with frank reich as a coach i think that he could do very very well so so those are kind of my thoughts on Andrew Luck and what's what's going on there. If you want more uh, on this, you can, again, go to SkullKingFootball.com, and you can see my article, uh, The uh, Fantasy Impact um, uh, from Andrew Luck's Retirement. So uh, that's uh, it for story number one. Let's move on. Story number two. And the thing that basically got buried yesterday because of the fact that Andrew Luck's reti- uh, Andrew Luck retired uh, is that Lamar Miller is most likely going to be missing all of 2019 with a torn ACL? Um, I mean, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion with torn ACL. He's not coming back in the next five six months. Um, and so the effects of this, I mean, they they were already thin at running back. Um, in terms of just uh, in terms of just uh, experience, because they had released uh Donta Foreman. Who was then signed by the Colts and who has now been released on an injury settlement, so, um, they got Duke Johnson to be kind of that that uh, you know running back two. Well, now at this point, he's kind of the running back one. Now, I'm not expecting Duke Johnson to just all of a sudden become. A main guy. He wasn't that at Miami. He was never that, um, you know, playing in college. He wasn't that even in in uh, um, in Cleveland when you know in his first couple years when he was really playing well. I want to say in his first four years he led all running backs in terms of receptions. Uh, was a top fifteen running back in PPR. I want to say in twenty seventeen, and so there are. I mean, there's. I think that Duke Johnson will get more of a role. He's going to get more rushes. Um, but one of the main things they like about him is the fact that he can protect, um, y- you know, he can protect, uh, Watson as a pass blocker, um, you know, behind that disgustingly porous, uh, offensive line. Uh, Damaria Crockett and Karan Higdon, both undrafted guys that they brought in, um, both have shown a decent amount of, of Um Again, with all this, I wasn't expecting either one of them to really have much of an effect. Now that they now that um, Miller is most likely out is out for the season. Uh, I'm gonna have to dig into which one of those guys I think could be a better option. Um, you know, you've also got possible additions. Melvin Gordon's still out there, you know, everyone's rumoring that he's gonna be a, a trade candidate to them. And that he was even a rumor before Lamar Miller was out. And so, um, you know, you've got that possibility. Right now it doesn't look like it still doesn't look like uh, the Chargers are are going to trade Melvin Gordon. And then uh, during uh, the Sunday night football game, the preseason game, the Titans in and Steelers, I believe that uh, Al Michaels, uh, you know, there was a thing that Al Michaels said that JHI had been signed by the Texans. That has not been confirmed. Uh, John McClain, I love that name. Um, John McClain, who is uh, considered the main beat writer for the Houston Texans, um, has not confirmed that. He said that that is not actually uh, confirmed. No, there's nothing solid about that. So, so for... In terms of Jay Ajayi, I'm not really happy about. That. I don't think that that's going to do much. I would rather. I mean, I would rather the 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 Texans go with go with Higdon or Crockett. To be completely honest, um, we you know if you want to learn more about those two, you can go to our N, uh, NFL draft profiles, um, look them up. We actually did. Uh, I believe we did pieces on both of them. Uh, Crockett out of Missouri and Higdon, I believe, was the running back out of Michigan. So both could be real solid running backs. Um, I thought that they both could have been drafted. Uh, Crockett, I thought was going to go undrafted, but uh, both could be solid options. Um, I still think both of them are better than Alfred Blue, who they kept, who the Texans kept running out there the last couple of years uh, when Miller was injured. So, so that's kind of where we're at with uh, with the Houston Texans. Um, they're still, again, we're we're still in a waiting game with them to see what's what's going on. So. Uh, you know, uh we we hope that uh, that Lamar Miller is able to come back again. He's only twenty eight, I believe, so he should be back next year. So But uh Duke Johnson definitely gets a bump. I think I have Duke Johnson moved to uh, about running back thirty five. Um, maybe bumping him up to, to running back thirty. Again, waiting another uh, another week or so to see kind of where we're at right there. So and kind of our last our last big story that while it didn't happen yesterday, it's been the last couple of days, but definitely something worth covering. Um, one of the last you know big stories that's worth covering. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has apparently um, left Texas and is headed back to uh, Mexico after turning down an offer to become the second highest paid running back in the NFL. Uh, the offer, I believe, that you know is rumored that the Dallas Cowboys uh, gave him uh basically put him as the second highest paid right behind Todd Gurley um looking at uh Ezekiel Elliott's Twitter profile uh I believe he retweeted a tweet from Joe Thomas the former offensive lineman of the uh Cleveland Browns uh who in his on his Twitter account mentioned the fact that when someone is you know the best in the game um and is coming up on a new contract should be paid was it 10 to 15 percent more than the than the, than the next highest guy which would mean that he would be getting you know oh, let's see I believe Cur- Gurley's contract is about 14 15, 14 million I want to say which would basically put uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott around 15 to 16 million which I honestly believe is is crazy um, for a running back just and again Ezekiel Elliott does Ezekiel Elliott does not have a whole lot of um, wiggle room. Not necessarily wiggle room. Uh, um, doesn't really have a whole lot of leverage. Sorry, that's what I'm looking for. The does not have the leverage with two years left on his contract. Plus, he's had the off the field issues. You know, forget the little thing about the you know it, in Vegas. You know, pushing the guy over and the guy trying to to blackmail him. But in terms of just other issues off the field. Even even already having a suspension. That's something that the um that the Cowboys are going to take into into account when it comes to re signing him. And again, he still has two years left on his rookie deal. So because of that, you know, the teams are going to want to hold on to him in a capacity or at a um at a, a monetary level that makes sense for them. So, um now okay, real quick, th- cuz this is going to come out. This is just going to this is going to be part of the argument. Well, he's the best, so he should be paid more than anyone else even if he is on his rookie deal. This is just about the the Cowboys or the these rich billionaires not paying players what they're worth. The NFL's Players Union, the Players Association, is in charge of negotiating these kinds of contracts with the owners. And they have continually conceded these types of things to the owners. So stop blaming the owners. Blame the Players Association and their unions for not sticking up for their clients better. If that's the angle you want to take on this, that's my thought. So, um, in terms of who this affects, obviously Tony Pollard, um, being a guy who has played very well this preseason, um, and a guy that Jerry Jones has quote unquote jokingly um, stated that uh, you know you know Zeke who, uh, which really pissed Zeke off, which at this point I don't care. Tony Pollard has been playing very very well. And I think that uh, that he is a solid pick. I want to say I've seen a couple guys pick him, sixth, seventh round right now. Uh, for those of you who are wanting to take Zeke, you know you still have your fantasy draft and you're wanting to take Zeke around that four, five, six area. Um, if you're going to take Zeke, make sure you get Tony Pollard again. I've seen him going round seven. A couple guys taking him around eight. Um, and so if you can get if you're going to go after Zeke, make sure you get Tony Pollard. If you're not going to pick Zeke try to get tony pollard <laughs> um, i think that he could be uh, again he's putting up solid numbers and and with that offensive line could be a, a a really good player uh for your fantasy teams i think that he could put up solid running back two volume could possibly sneak into that running back one volume uh, or running back one production depending on how long uh zeke stays out plus he also catches the ball and I believe they brought in Alfred Morris to the Cowboys. He doesn't catch the ball. He he is you know bricks for hands, so he's not going to be involved in the passing game where Tony Pollard is. And Pollard does a great job of following his blocks and running ball. So uh, Dak Prescott's going to be definitely going to be affected by this. Um, one, just the contract situation. Um, they're likely to pay Prescott and Amari Cooper uh, first. Which is then going to affect uh, the Ezekiel Elliott situation, in his contract. So, uh, but in terms of the field, um, Zeke provides that um, that attention from a defense to open things up for Dak Prescott. Um, and so, uh, for for me, I think that's a that's a, a big thing for Dak is to have Zeke there. When Zeke isn't there, um, Dak struggles. So, uh, and again, this goes on to Tony Pollard. If he can provide that kind of production to, to offset the defense and pro- and so you know cause the defenses to come up and provide a little more space for Dak Prescott to throw, you know that'll help as well. And then Amari Cooper. Uh, one thing about Cooper is that he is still injured. Um, which uh, will uh, well, I can go ahead and bring that up right now. I want to say where was it? Bring it up right here that he is dealing with. Uh, I want to say it's a calf, or foot, muscle strain. Muscle strain is what they're calling it. Um, It's foot, ankle, calf, somewhere in that general region. Um, And so, this Ezekiel Elliott thing is going to affect Amari Cooper's contract. It very well could be that they sign Dak and Amari, um, and then just still leave Ezekiel Elliott. If Tony Pollard keeps playing well, um, they're not going to care about signing Ezekiel Elliott right away. So... So uh, this could affect Cooper if Cooper can come back and get healthy, um, which in turn actually provides a better a better uh, option for Dak Prescott as well. So, so that's kind of where we're, that's kind of our three main stories that uh, that we were uh, dealing with. There's just a couple other things um, that I wanted to get into. Um, Sterling Shepard is good to go for Week One. So for those of you who um, may have drafted him kind of to be a, a, a bench spot right now, possibly a flex play. Um, he is good to go. We'll see kind of how that works. Um, kind of a, a sleeper type of player, uh, Dare or Dare Ogunbowale uh, is getting a lot of first team snaps with Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones um, in the third preseason game uh, for the Buccaneers. Uh, says that he's basically the best pass catcher, uh, best pass catching running back um, on the roster right now. And if you think about Bruce Arians, he likes running backs that can catch the ball in the backfield. He loved, um, loved uh, David Johnson and throwing to him. Um, for those of you who actually watched was it, was the All or Nothing that that was about uh, the Cardinals. They actually were going to draft um, um, uh, Amir Abdullah. And then he got drafted, and then they ended up going with David Johnson. So they he likes that pass-catching ability. And so o, uh, Ogunbowale is definitely a guy to look at deep in the drafts. or If you've already drafted, have him on your watch list for these next couple weeks to kind of see how that goes. Um, uh, Kyle Shanahan wants Dante Pettis to earn a role. Apparently he is not yet and has been struggling. Um, Josh Gordon dressed in full pads uh, For practice today Indication is being removed from the Non-NFL Or the the NFL's Non-injury list or whatever it is He is looking like he is going to be Coming back and ready to play I am still not drafting him I am waiting on all that So that's just me um, That's I, He could be a wide receiver one Uh definitely a a wide receiver too i'm just still not sure whether or not josh gordon will be able to stay um whether he stays off the substances i hope he does it's also a matter of can he stay mentally healthy which he has admitted that he is dealing with uh mental health issues along with the substance abuse and maybe that's you know they're they're going hand in hand is that something I'm willing to take a risk on in the, well, we'll cover that. I want to say he's going on like the 7th or 8th round right now. So, uh, something something to think about. I'm not going to deal with that. So, uh, Arizona Cardinals signed wide receiver uh, Michael Crabtree to a one-year deal. Um, this happens just after they put uh, Hakeem Butler on IR. And uh, another story that came up that says that, um, where is it? Oh... Uh, anyways, uh, the Andy Isabella is basically still a work in progress, and so they're wanting a little more um, veteran leadership there in terms of their offense. Uh, r- Dolphins are apparently shopping Kenny Stills. Uh, longtime Jets reporter Rich Cam- uh, Camini uh, suggests that Ty Montgomery and Le'Veon Bell will share the load early in the season while Bell works on uh, shaking off the rust and establishing timing with the New York Jets offensive line, if you remember uh, last year when um, when Bell was holding out, he was only averaging like three, three and a half yards per carry the first like three or four games, and so I can see them using um, Ty Montgomery uh, a bit and splitting that load. So if you've got a late pick, I know that Ty Montgomery for the most part is going undrafted, could be a solid PPR pick. Um, you know, late round stash kind of a guy. To kind of see how it, how things go in the beginning of the season. Um, and so, I think that, you know, again, I think that's he's definitely a guy looking at, especially in like 12 to 14, 16 team drafts, definitely got to pick up late. So, uh, Keenan Allen expects to be fully healthy and ready for week one. And I think that was pretty much... Oh, and then uh, Cam Newton has a midfoot sprain uh, in his left foot, cautiously optimistic that he'll be ready for week one. And Darwin Thompson, another guy that, you know, behind Damian Williams in Kansas City, a lot of people are hyping up, uh, think that he could take over the role. Damian Williams has been playing very, very well, and so... I think Damian Williams has to get injured for Darwin Thompson to take over the role and if he does Thompson's going to be a great stash. I uh, I've seen him go as early as the 7th and 8th rounds in 12 team leagues. So um and you know what? that's pretty that's it for tonight. So we're just going to call that good on the on the uh, on the news and notes. So uh, what I w- wanted to get into a little bit tonight is just kind of look at some of the names that have been trending in terms of um Running backs and wide receivers and where their ADP is currently and what they're, where they're going. So, um start off, a lot of people have been talking about Nick Chubb. And going through the, the, is Nick Chubb really worth the first round pick? And I don't know how many times I have to say this. Yes, Nick Chubb is worth the first round pick. Here's the deal. Nick Chubb um, has the backfield all to himself for the first eight games. That's through week 9 because they have the bye week in week 7. Then Kareem Hunt comes back from suspension. Having not been with the team for 9 weeks. Comes back week 10. Having not been with the team for 9 weeks. Not allowed to attend um, meetings. Not allowed to be at practices. Um, He can be at the facility doing his own workouts. But he cannot be involved with the team. So, after all that, everyone seems to think that Kareem Hunt's can just going to jump right back in and take over the backfield. Or take enough meaningful snaps away from Nick Chubb that Chubb loses his, um, loses his value. And if you think about it, Nick Chubb was a, a beast last year who also caught the ball out of the backfield pretty well. I th- He finished with 20 catches. And again, he didn't have the starting job until Week 7. I was uh, right around week seven. And so Nick Chubb is a stud and can get the job done. And even if Hunt comes back, I don't think it's going to be to take away a whole bunch. It'll be more the Duke Johnson role. And Duke Johnson wasn't hardly used in the offense last year. So Nick Chubb, uh, you know, over the last week... Uh, basically gone from the end of the first, he's still at the end of the first round. In the last month, he's gone from being a a mid to late second round pick in 12 team half PPR, uh, to right now he's going, uh, pick nine in a, uh, ADP pick nine in the first round. Totally worth it. I would take Nick Chubb in the first round and I'm a guy that drafts wide receivers. So, uh, Damian Williams uh he's actually dropped off a little bit i think some of the the darwin thompson news and everyone being high on darwin thompson has dropped his adp down a little bit uh with what i saw from from Damian williams and some of the practices and some of the tape i think that he'll be fine really i think all the williams really has to worry about is injury so um williams is actually going the back of the second round now 212 when a month ago he was going middle of the second round. So he hasn't really dropped off that much. So Chris Carson uh a month ago, four eleven, now is going in the middle of the fifth round or in the middle of the third round. Um so he's jumped around around and a half in ADP. A lot of this comes off the heels of of Penny um struggling a little bit in the first couple of preseason games i talking about they want to get Chris Carson about 50 targets this year. They want him more involved in the pass game. Um, as long as Carson stays healthy, um, in the games that he stayed healthy, Carson was a running back one. I want to say he was t- in 12 team leagues, he was running back 10 or 11. So he is, I mean, you can get a running back one in the third round. I think people are so worried about how much volume Penny is going to take away. Mike Davis's, you know, carries are gone. About 180 some carries, I want to say, maybe it's less than that. Most likely is less than that. Just, you know, hedging my bets there. Um, so, I think that Penny takes a lot of those carries, but I don't think that it's it's going to be enough to really affect Carson's volume. Carson's going to get a little more volume, volume. So, David Montgomery, where he's gone, he's another guy that you know a lot of people are talking about. He's gone from the Uh, was it uh, beginning of the fourth round, 4-3 to end of the third. So, um, you know, if you can get him mid mid to late third round, uh, I'm fine with that. I don't think mid third round is much of a reach, honestly, for David Montgomery. He's going to get the volume. Again, Mike Davis is there, but Mike Davis I really think was a backup plan just in case they couldn't get Montgomery, the guy that they wanted. They traded up to get Montgomery in the draft. Um, and I think that he really will be the the Kareem Hunt for Nagy this year. Uh, while uh, Tariq Cohen, you know the 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 thing came out about Tariq Cohen, really they think they overused him last year. Um, I think he becomes more of that Tyreek Hill type and will be more of the pass catcher, uh, maybe even line up in the slot a little bit in the um, in the Bears offense. Uh, now they got Austin Eckler. With all the Gordon news, Austin Eckler has gone from the end middle end of eighth round, so eight eight. Uh, he is now going first pick of the sixth round. Uh, I think that really that's a great value because again we don't know how long Gordon's gonna hold out. You know, I think the Eckler last year was still top 35 running back in PPR. Definitely a guy that you know has value. And if you can get something like that where he's a flex play in the sixth round, um, awesome. With how much he, um, how much volume he's probably going to get in the first few weeks uh, definitely worth that 6th round pick. So, and The other guy, Duke Johnson. Obviously when he was traded he went from a 14th round pick um, in a couple of days to an 11th round pick. Now he's already jumped up to an 8th round pick. Now again I think that he may be worth taking the seventh, middle 7th round right now. That's where I would be willing to take him. Um, again I just am not sure about this Texans offense, and, you know, again, he gets involved in the pass game, and I think that he could take some volume away from Kiki Kuti, who can't even stay healthy himself. So uh, I think that he's a a guy that could possibly, you know, kind of fill that sort of role there. Uh, Duke Johnson, obviously, he's going to get volume in this offense, because right now he is the best running back they have. Until they sign someone else or until they trade for someone else, um, you know, that's where they're at right now, so... So that's for the the wide rec- or for the running backs for the wide receivers guys that are kind of moving around. Um, Amari Cooper has dropped off a little bit. Uh, he was a you know end of the third, so three nine. He's dropped down to three uh, twelve. Basically, this is injury. Not sure if he's going to be ready for week one. Um, I don't like Amari Cooper this early. I don't like him in the third round. You know, we've, I've talked about this uh, in a couple different places. Uh, the Sports Exchange uh, internet radio program that I am the fantasy expert for, or fantasy analyst for. Um, Cooper, to me, is the uh, wide receiver version of Derrick Henry. He really had four good games last year. Those only four games where he had more than 60, 70 yards last season. Um, just happened, you know, two were with the uh, Raiders, two were with the Cowboys um you know i think want to say those four games were 60% of his production i'm just not sure how much of an effect he is going to have in this offense um and whether or not he can really be that true number one uh on a regular basis so another guy uh, you know kind of going up and down or going up chris godwin going into the fifth or sorry beginning of the fifth 5.1 um, is going mid fourth, four oh eight right now, uh, in twelve man half PPR. He's he's worth that fourth round pick. Um, I think that he's easily a wide receiver too. He is going to get volume. Um, people, you know, I've seen in a couple of chat rooms. You know, what's all the hype about for Chris Godwin? Is he real? I mean, is he that good? Yes, he's a very very good talent. He's a very talented player. Uh, we loved him in twenty seventeen here at Skulking Football coming out of Penn State. He's a guy that I really like. We, I mean, if you if you go back into our archives last year from the beginning of last season, um, on our podcast and our our uh, waiver wire pickups, the first eight weeks, I want to say he was on there seven times. Um, we love him. Uh, we think that he's very productive, and in a Bruce Arians offense that throws a lot with so many targets that have been vacated from. Uh, Deshaun Jackson going to Philadelphia and Adam Humphreys going to Tennessee. Uh, there is going to be room for both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to eat. Uh, especially and OJ Howard. So just with the amount of targets vacated, there's going to be a lot of volume there for him. And uh, I definitely think that he can that he can uh, he can perform with that volume. Uh, AJ Green uh, the last month with his injury has gone from a third-round pick. He is now a mid-fifth-round pick. I want to say I've got a buddy uh, a draft or in a league that I used to be in. Um, I want to say he actually was undrafted still in like the ninth or tenth round. Um, just because, you know, he's still in a walking boot um, as of today for me, recording this Sunday night, so... Uh, still in a walking boot. Um, they don't even think he's going to be ready for week one yet. So still has a little scooter that he's riding around on. So A.J. Green is falling. I'm I'm just avoiding A.J. Green, to be completely honest. Uh, we talked about uh, Josh Gordon. Um, August 5th, he was a 14th round pick. He is now going end of the 6th round. Again, he's very talented, and I think that he could be very, very good. It's just... Are you willing to take on the risk of a guy who very well might not make it through the season? Very well could leave uh, leave the team due to mental health issues. Week three, um, you know, I hope that's not the case. I would love to see Josh Gordon play the entire season. I'm just not going to draft him and deal with that on my fantasy team. I want a little more, a little more security. I'm willing to risk on players that one I'm not. I'm not quite ready to, to pull the trigger on. So uh TY Hilton um hasn't dropped a whole lot yet. Uh Hilton was a you know, again, two weeks ago was a, a third round pick. Uh yeah, beginning of beginning of the third round. Um he is already dropping down to uh end of the third. I think again, I talked about uh, in my rankings I've dropped him from wide receiver twelve down to about wide receiver eighteen. Um, I still think that he could possibly have a, a decent uh, amount of volume. Um, I just I just don't know. So with Jacoby Brissett, I think that he could he could do well. Um, again, two years ago with with Brissett, he had his worst career or his worst year since his um, rookie season. Um, under a thousand yards, under sixty catches. I think that Brissett is definitely better this year than he was two years ago. I think that he can be better than he was two years ago. I still just I'm having a hard time. I think it's very it's a little more boomer bust than it has been in the past uh for um for uh T.Y. Hilton. Uh the last guy, D D Westbrook, a lot of hype coming out of coming out of Jacksonville for him. Uh Marquise Lee, they don't even think he's gonna be ready for week one. They've got a lot of players that they're just not sure about, a lot of wide receivers. It's like a carousel. Westbrook has been the only one that has been um solidly talked about um and so he has gone you know again in the last month from a 10th round pick he is now going middle end of the 7th round 7.08 uh, in a 12 man half PPR so um i like him there i would i would like to see him maybe go more towards the 8th round that's where i would like to pick him up is maybe beginning of the 8th, beginning to mid of the 8th. That's where I would be a little more comfortable taking DD Westbrook. If you can get him there, awesome. Um, I don't necessarily want to take him in the 7th. I would rather have him in the 8th. So, um, so that's kind of, those are kind of the movers and shakers that have had, you know, the most movement in the last couple weeks. So, um, that is it for tonight. In the next couple episodes, I'm going to cover the guys I am absolutely avoiding. Um, the guys, you know, my guys, the guys that I want on my fantasy teams this year and uh and so that's where we're at um and then uh, we'll kind of figure something else out for our last we'll maybe do one more mock draft uh this week so um that is it for tonight's episode i want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the skull king fantasy football podcast again my name is ryan Skullrud, and uh we will definitely talk to you guys later hey skull king nation thank you for listening to the skull king football podcast did you like this episode If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.